Now, broadcasting on Radio Star Worldwide, it's time for Dr. Rademacher's Prescription for Transformation. Let's tap into your own authentic genius and live the life you desire. Join Dr. Rademacher for an enlightened conversation about our brain intelligence, our body intelligence, and our energy intelligence. And now, here's your host, Dr. Bart Rademacher. Welcome, welcome. I'm Dr. Bart Rademacher, prescription for your transformation, doing the final touches to go live on four different uh, sites on Facebook. I love this technology. It's so awesome. And then also YouTube. I just have to make sure I'm live everywhere. Um, in the past, I've forgotten to double check that. And it just, uh, you know, it's a shame because I had such good content and I didn't get to share um, with everyone. Well, here we go. It's the end of the year, end of 2018. And so for the last couple of sessions, we've been talking about the different elements that you're going to really want to focus on to really uh, supercharge and, and you know, start your uh, next year running. You know, rather than waiting, you know, till the, the 31st and to kind of figure out, okay, you know, what am I going to do for 2019? You know, the whole idea is to get momentum even before 2019 begins, because that means on the very, very first day, it's kind of a magical moment that happens for all of us, but few of us really take advantage of it. Why? Because there's not enough thought going into this entire process. And if you really think about it, you know, who's in charge of your life? You know, if you don't plan your life, somebody else will, something else will, something else will take over. You know, as my coach likes to say, you know, there's 168 hours every single week. You know, how much of those hours are you accounting for yourself or do you let life happen to you? And so the whole concept of these last few sessions that I've had is really identifying those particular elements, your beliefs, your values that are important to help you design what is important to you. And so that's typically, you know, the first question that I ask people, what's most important to you? You know, what, what, and, but it's different than what's your primary focus. So here's the thing, you know, your, what's most important to you might be family, but your primary focus might be career, career. And so how does that, you know, uh, be out of alignment with what's really important to you? And so the whole idea of all the work that we're doing, and we're going to finish it up in this, in a powerful session today is to understand the elements that will help you get lined up in the most successful way for 2019. So breaking it down in basically four parts today. And, and the first half of it will be to understand the first three parts. And then the second half will be about finding, you know, more resources and tools for your personal success. What are some of the habits that you can tap into so that you can be even more engaged more present, more mindful of what 2019 is going to be for you. So the first thing that we actually have to look at is the past, right? So what was 2018 like? What did it mean to you? Now, we talked about this before, but now if you're, if you're taking notes, think of this. What was really great about 2018? What were some of those magical moments that you actually got to experience? And if you were, if you're smart, which I know you are, if you're smart, you're going to go ahead and write these down. Take the time, 
<clears throat> to write down what was magical about 2018. Because part of what you're going to want to understand too and explore, what were the specific emotions that you had were able to experience? Because these are the things that we value the most. Was it happiness? Was it joy? Was it discovery? Was it exploration? Was it bliss? You know, what are the different emotions that you were able to experience in those magical moments? And so part of what you're going to want to do as you're writing, as you're writing down these different times that were great, were magical, and attach the different emotions, really begin to circle those ones that really are valuable to you, that you want more of. Because the idea as we structure what 2019 is going to be about is how we get to experience that at the highest level. So what's great, but then also what were your achievements? You know, what are some of the very specific goals that you had set out to achieve that you actually did achieve? And what did that feel like? What did that make? What, what did that mean to you? See, what's interesting about this, we're, we're meaning addicts. We're addicts of meaning. We're also energy addicts. And I'll talk a little bit about that later on. But everything has to have a meaning. And our own personal, say, life purpose, our own self-esteem, our own confidence often comes back as to us making a difference in this world. What's our contribution to the world? So things have to have a meaning. What impact? Who did you impact? And how did it impact you? Who did you get to become because of these achievements? Whose lives were you able to change because of that? You know, what's the impact beyond yourself? I think some of the most wonderful experiences and joy that we get to experience is when we contribute beyond ourselves. It's that generous, that generous part within us. How much of that did you get to experience? And so writing down all these things, your achievements, what was great, how you were great, what were some great qualities that you were able to experience? Was it leadership? Again, generosity. Was it grace? Was it creativity? Again, identifying the person that you were, that you became, so that you could have these incredible moments. And then the best part, those times, and I learned this from Tony Robbins. A lot of the stuff I've learned from Tony Robbins, and I have to give him a lot of credit for this. But there's so many other people out there, including my coach, Chad Cooper, Robert Diltz, another thought leader, all these amazing individuals out there, Steve Linder from Strategic Brain. So I give them a lot of the credit for the things that I share with you, but I also share a lot of new content myself. So what was it that was so impossible to you to overcome that you thought there's no way that I'm going to achieve this. And you actually did. And then write down what was that experience like? <clears throat> did it start off with fear, doubt, lack of confidence? Then to become to that place where you're completely empowered. Like, wow, I made this happen. And so what does it mean to you? So that's all the great, <clears throat> great stuff. I have to take some water here. So that's all the great stuff that happened. What about the stuff that you didn't like? What about the stuff that was horrible, annoying, that you hated? 
And what was it about those things that you actually did hate? What was it that you didn't love? And are these some of the things that you don't want to repeat again? Or more specifically, the meaning that you gave these things? There's a different, there's a, a, a very distinct difference. I don't know if that makes sense. But there's a real difference between an actual event and the meaning that you give it. See, we always get confused about our reaction, our response to events. You know, we make that event responsible for how we feel. No, we have a choice. And again, as addicts of meaning, we give events a meaning. And that's what we respond to. And so one of the great phrases that I like to share with my clients when I'm coaching them, when they're not happy with something in particular, is a process of reframing. How can you reframe a particular event? I, I had the hardest time understanding this way back when. As educated as I was in medicine, as smart as I was in, was in four different languages, this was one concept that I really resisted. Because I was so adamant on being hold, on holding on to some very specific meaning that I just did not like. Later on, I realized, you know what, I was just hanging on to some of my primary needs, which is certainty and significance. You know, holding on to this meaning was very significant to me because then I was important. And then some then people would have to hear, you know, what I had to say. And so the concept of reframing, giving something a better meaning. You know, if you get in a car accident, for God's sakes, what's the better meaning or, or, or meaning of that? You know, that was a challenge that I had. But there's meaning in everything. And one of the cool expressions that, that I have embraced wholeheartedly is that everything happens to you for a reason. But that's not enough. And a purpose that serves you. You see, we're kind of blasé about things that happen to us. Oh, it's supposed to happen. Oh, it's destiny. It's all nonsense, right? It's sort of like uh, abdicating your responsibility for where you are right in that moment. No, you feel bad. Acknowledge the situation. Acknowledge what happened to you and realize that it's you who's made that mean something. So make it mean something even better. And there's that phrase, your worst times can be your best times. And I've seen that over and over and over again. Some terrible events and experiences that have happened to people and people that are like totally, their whole body is burnt, 80%. And, and they're mastering life at the highest level because they've chosen a different meaning. So what meanings, better meanings, can you give to the things that are happening in your life? And making that commitment, right? And it's called learned optimism. Being optimistic about what's possible in your life. You know, removing the story, removing the baggage, removing the stuff that gets in the way from seeing life as, 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 better, as best as it can be. By opening that space and giving new meaning to things. So as you look at the past, begin to uncover what life was really all about in the best possible way. Because as we want to project into 2019, you want to get the best of 2018 so that you can implant it in 2019. And start looking forward specifically to those kinds of experiences <clears throat> in all the different ways and vehicles that, can, that you can implement them. But there's one more part. 
What is it that you could have done differently? If you were to revisit some of those experiences that perhaps were great already, but even those that weren't great, that were painful perhaps, you know, how could you approach them differently? Because that's where we get the most growth. You know, when everything is just hunky-dory and it's nice and sweet, you know, you know what? There's not much stress. There's not much tension. And we're not going to grow that much. So take advantage. I was reading a book recently, and this was really powerful, and it has helped me tremendously in my own relationship. <clears throat> and that is, is whenever you have a, an argument with your loved one, rather than seeing what's wrong about this, what's wrong about the other person, now, why is it that they don't see it your way? Instead of making that into what's wrong, is making it to what can I see that's right? So let me rephrase that. In that argument is ask yourself, this is my, or tell myself, this is an opportunity for me to show up in a better way in this relationship. Because ultimately, you know, most people don't like conflict unless they're, that energy addict in there, that's the only way they can get the energy, the excitement and the variety. But you ask most people, they want to be happy. They want to have fun. They want to be excited. They want to be empowered. They want to be productive and generative and all these things. You know, they don't want that lower energy. And so the opportunity is there to learn. And so asking yourself, you know, what is my role? What have I done? to do all this. So that's all in the past. <clears throat> Understanding that. Because the past brings us to today. And that's the present. And so if we really want to make a difference in 2019, we have to clearly establish the status of today. <clears throat> Where are we now? And I find this is one of the hardest things for people to do is accepting and acknowledging their current affairs, whether it's finances, you know, whether it's relationships, whether it's their job, whether it's their health. You know, if you're overweight, you're overweight. You know, let's just not call why well, I'm just a little overweight when you're obese. You know, calling things as they are. Way too often, we learn to soften things. We also soften what's great. And that's sad. I had a great session today with one of my clients. And I was telling them, look, you're minimizing the great things that you do in life. Why would you ever do that? And because we're, most of us are wired to think small, to be small. And there's a lot of different reasons why that happens. And I'm sure all the people that helped you get wired that way probably had a positive intention for you. They just didn't want you to get hurt. They didn't want to get you disappointed. Because if you're thinking big and you've got big dreams, then it's, it's a recipe for disappointment. You know, I once saw a, a video, a YouTube video. It was one of those commencement speeches. And it was people, there was one particular celebrity says, don't think big. Well, that's nonsense. You know, as children, we dream big things. We dream impossible things. You know, that's what's fun about being a kid is dreaming the impossible. 
And so how can we make the impossible possible? Another phrase from Chad Cooper. How, you know, this is what I think he works with his, with his son all the time, if I may share that, right? There's a question at the end of the day. What did I do to make the impossible possible today? What a great phrase. <clears throat> it's because you're consistently focused on greatness, on making possibility happen, and being in charge of your life by asking the right question. And this is a powerful thing that we're going to talk in the second half. It's the habits that we need to tap into to really step into our greatness. And part of that has to do with the quality of questions that you ask. The quality of life is the quality of questions. You ask better questions, you're going to have a better life. More of that later. So who am I? One of my favorite questions. You know, identifying who you are. What's your identity? You know, are you just a father, a mother, a son, you know, a brother or a sister? Maybe you're just a doctor or an attorney. Well, guess what? You're so much more than that. So why not begin to be very clear? Who are you? What impact you have on the people around you? So I, I inspire others to dream again to help them create a masterpiece of their life by tapping into the amazing genius and resourcefulness that's within them and finding the resources outside of them to magically transform the life in the way that they desire. That's what I get to do every single day. I'm not just a coach. I'm not just a doctor. And so as I look at my own personal relationship, you know, my focus has been, how is it that I become the ultimate partner so that I can find the ultimate partner for me, which is what I've done. It's because I had that focus, becoming the ultimate partner. And what does it take to be that? That's a little later on. That's part three that's going into the future right now. So who are you now? What's your starting point? What's the general emotion that you get to feel on a consistent basis? You know, is it happiness? Is it expectation? Is it appreciation? Is it hope? You know, is it sadness? Is it melancholy? Is it depression? Is it despondence? Is it anger? <clears throat> is it fear? You know, what side of the equation are you? Are you, are you in that negative side, right, that's disempowering? Or are you on that positive side? And it doesn't matter where you are. One thing that's really important that we must always accept when we start asking ourselves, who am I? First and foremost, you're human. And however you show up, whoever you are in this very moment somehow makes sense. Maybe it's not serving you at the highest level. You know, that's the work that you get to do. That's the work as, as far as planning 2019. But how you how you are now makes sense. And again, you may not understand how you became this, but it's a software you've been using for years. It's a software that was downloaded. We've talked about this before. It's your beliefs, your values, your experiences, your decisions that you've made up till now. So that software is who you are now. So first, again, What's that end result? What's the product? 
of who you are right now. Because having that honesty as to, I am here right now, and I give myself permission to be human. Just give yourself permission to have your faults and weaknesses. Now, this is one of the biggest epiphanies for me. Is as I would beat myself up for all the things that I did or didn't do. My thoughts, my feelings, how I failed my kids, perhaps, or my relationship. Giving myself permission. Yeah, it makes sense. I got here. So I celebrate my faults, my weaknesses. And for me, what that really means, it means that I, in, I bring into my awareness who I am as a human being and what is it that I need to do if I want to get out of this. Because here's an, here's an important part. If you're not happy with your life where you are today, that's because of the decisions you've made up till now. These are all your decisions. It's your responsibilities. You can't blame anybody else. You know, and in this day and age, we're blaming everybody else. Most of the world is as what we call at the effect. So the question is, how much of, of at the effect are you with others? How are you choosing your own responsibility? I'm just checking the time here. How is it that you check, you know, you know, asking yourself, what is my role? Like in an argument, every time I'm in an argument, you know, with my wife, I have to ask myself, what did I do? Right. Not from a defensive, from a weak point, but what was my role in this, in this situation? I just had an interesting event in, in West Palm where I was a leader of, of a group of people and it didn't quite work out the way that I wanted to. And so I had to check in with myself. You know, what was my role in all of this? What was my responsibility? What was it that I could have done differently? <clears throat> Again, bringing the past into the moment and defining who you are. Then again, as part of the work that you want to do, as I mentioned early on, what's most important to you? <clears throat> Ask yourself that right now. What is most important to you? Is it family? Is it happiness? Is it love? You know, is it wealth? And it's different than what your primary focus is right now. So love can be the most important thing for you. But right now, your primary focus might be your health. Or might be the fact that, you know, 2019 is coming up and you've got to plan for 2019. You've got to have the certainty of what 2019 is going to be all about. Because wouldn't that be helpful to kind of set up your success in advance based on where you are today and where you want to be tomorrow? So setting that up now is what this is all about. So that could be your primary focus. You have four days left, I think. Yeah, four days left before that happens. Why not focus on that now? So part of what we want to do as we understand what our presence is, is appreciate all the different parts of life. And these are the categories of your life. So one would be health. And I would suggest you get anywhere between you know, five to nine. 
probably seven is a great number. So just go ahead and get seven categories of life and you'll pretty much, you know, cover 90% of what's happening. So one is health and vitality. I think that's the first one that we always need to be focused on. Then the second one is, let's say, wealth. What's your wealth? What's your financial situation? I think the, the stress most people get is either um, their, uh, their personal health, whether it's their wealth, you know, or the third one is the relationships. You know, what's that relationship status? How, how would you quantify or qualify, if you will, you know, your fulfillment in your own personal relationships? And you can separate them. You can have a personal relationship with the intimate one and then maybe the family, or maybe the kids, you know, or maybe it's friends. Maybe you don't have kids, but maybe it's your relationship with your family and a relationship with your friends. But relationships has to be in there somewhere. And then maybe it's career or maybe it's education. You know, if you're in school, it's education. Or perhaps it's still career because you're working towards your career. And so what are some of the other ones you could in, in include? Well, for me, growth is important. For me, creativity is important. For me, adventure and travel is important. For me, spirituality is important. So what are the important ones for you? And so <clears throat> actually giving yourself a, a grade for each one of those. And, and again, being honest about them. And so if you're going to grade them, write down some of the rules. You know, what does it take for me to be an absolute 10 in my health? What does it take to be an absolute 10 in my career, my relationships, my spirituality, my adventure? And so you have a grasp of your current status today because it makes no sense to move towards somewhere that you don't even know where you're beginning from. We have to make the start clear. It's like any competition. It's any race. There's a starting line. What's yours? What is that starting line? So you take an inventory of all these different aspects of your life. Take inventory of the rules. Take inventory of your emotions. Where are you feeling emotionally in your life? So if you were to look back at the entire year or perhaps the last six months or three months, you know, what's the primary emotion? Because what we're going to want to do is understand where you need to make that shift. Again, what are those rules that are important to you? So this is an important part in understanding where you are today. Because sometimes your rules are way too complicated. They're way too difficult. You know, I heard once, you know, Tony talk about, you know, some uh, people at his event and, and there's one person that was clearly extremely successful, but he had the hardest rules to be happy. And then there's this other individual that you could clearly see that it was a happy go lucky kind of guy. And who's was just bouncing all over the place and Israel was, well, just every day standing up, being vertical, it makes me happy. So what are your rules? Because you may just want to start changing those rules in 2019. And this is why we do this part of the exercise, is appreciating the rules that you have, or perhaps they're not 
strict enough. Maybe that standard isn't high enough. And we're going to talk a little bit about standards in a moment. But maybe your standards are not good enough. Or maybe you're just being too rigid. Or maybe you're just stuck in that software that you've learned over time and just didn't realize it. So that's the present. So we've taken care of the past. Now we're into the present. <clears throat> and now let's look into the future. This is the fun part. And oftentimes this is the part that people get really stuck. Because they focus on, how am I going to do this? That's the first thing that comes to mind. Well, I don't know how I'm going to do this, so I better not think about it. Here's the truth. And this is a concept from Einstein. He just thought of an idea first of what's possible. And he pretty much reverse engineered and figured out how to get there. This is the same thing for you. Now that you know what your past was and your present is, now you can sort of extrapolate into your future. Okay, what is it that you want your future to be like? But we have to start on two in three different levels, right? The first level is, is the easy. What's tangible? What are things that you can measure? What are the easy ones? Well, you know what? I want to earn so much money. You know, I want this kind of promotion, right? I want to finish school by such and such day. You know, these are the things that are relatively easy to measure. And so be clear about those. Forget about the how. We're not doing the how right now. That's not the point. <clears throat> That's a recipe for failure if we, if we try to figure it in advance. That comes after we figure out what it is that we want. So then the other part that belongs to this, this tangible thing is the emotion. What emotions, what's the feeling, what's the experience that you're going to have when you achieve these things? And part of that has to do with strength of purpose. And the reason many people just fail to do what it is that they need to do is because they don't have a big enough why. There's other things, there's distractions that detract them from their course in doing what it is that they know is right because <clears throat> they can't say no. No is powerful. If you go back to when you were two or three years old, that was empowerment. I'm going to say no to this. This morning, I should have said no to something that I ate. You know, I, I, I'm on this new um, uh, diet regimen. This is something we're going to talk about a little bit, not so much the diet regimen, but some new habits that you're going to want to tap into. And one of the habits is or standards if you will that i have for myself about my health is that i have to feel good when i eat how many times are you eating things that just don't feel good afterwards maybe it's right away maybe right away you notice <coughs> indigestion yeah we've got so many commercials for indigestion it's ridiculous right so obviously it's an epidemic in this country and so what happened to me today Right, as I had my, my juicing, which was great, and I felt like on top of the world. And then I chopped up all these vegetables and made this little dressing for it. It was absolutely wonderful. I loved it. And I thought to myself, well, maybe I'm just going to top it off with some walnuts. And I should not have done that. I should have listened to my body and said, no, I'm not going to do this because afterwards I didn't feel right. So it's important to understand for you, how is it that you're going to want to feel 
What's that experience that you're going to want to have in the things that you get to do in your achievements, but not only the achievements, in the process of getting there. And so, again, we're not talking about the how, but is it possible that if you achieve something, you're going to be over the moon? In the process that you're getting to get that achievement, you can also be over the moon. Think about that for a moment. That might be something worthwhile. That might be a new habit that you can focus on. So as you're doing the work to get to where you want to go, you can already have that experience. And some of the most successful people talk about this all the time. Envisioning what you already have as as if it was done and experiencing that emotion because that brings to you the strength of your purpose. I want to feel this. I want to experience this. I am experiencing this versus disciplining yourself and using the power of will to do the work. I think the the place that it's most um, evident is when you work out, you know, maybe you want to run a marathon. but you're just focusing on working out and you're just really not enjoying it because working out can be painful, can be tiring. And and the times that you make the most progress is those times that it's going to be most difficult. Maybe it's raining outside. And so if we're not connected with that purpose, if we're not connected with that emotion, if we're not connected with that experience, then we may just blow it off. Unless, of course, and this is another part that's important, is you have an accountability partner, someone that holds you to a higher standard. You know, I'd like to think that my friends hold me to a higher standard. I know my wife does, and she challenges me oftentimes. You know, the other day, you know, I, I, I collect a lot of things, and our garage is kind of messy. And she said, no, this is enough. You got to take care of this. Just holding me to a higher standard. She could have just said, no, forget it. It's fine. You know, she could have been miserable with, you know, tripping over my junk. It's not junk, by the way. And, but she was holding me to a higher standard. That's what you want in your partner too. Not making that person wrong, right, for holding you to a higher standard or you holding them to a higher standard. It's about holding you to a higher standard. It's that opportunity to be more. And there were times when I was criticized by one of my partners. says, oh, you always want more. says, yeah, I do want more. It's awesome to have more. Because the more I have, the more choices I have, the more people I can impact. And that's ultimately, for me, the biggest thing. The more that I have, the more that I learn, the more that I grow the more that I can impact others and be an inspiration for others so that they can grow. And that's why I have this podcast series. Because if I hadn't done all the work up to this point, I would not be able to do this. And hopefully by you listening in, you're going to have the opportunity to change your life or affect somebody else's life. And that's what this is all about. So again, your big why is important. Then the other part, right? is who do you become? And there's a great phrase from Louise Hayes. You know, oftentimes we're focused on, um, let me see, how's it go? Um, I must do 
so I can have and so that I can be. That's right. I must do this so I can have that and so I can be happy. So she reversed it. I love it. So it's be and do and have. So be that person. So who do you want to become? Who do you want to be? As you reflect on the past and the present, you know, what are the wonderful ways that you did show up? And what are the not so wonderful ways that you showed up that you can now do differently? Because if you look at 2019 and look at those achievements and outcomes that you want to accomplish, you know, who needs to show up? Who needs to be driving the bus? Who needs to be responsible? Which talent, which skills, which mastery do you want to tap into so that you can make that happen? So that you can make it by your design, by your own devices, right? And not blame somebody else for it not happening. So who needs to show up? You've got to have clarity for that. <clears throat> Where do you need to grow? Where do you need to expand? Just that in itself is empowering. Because that means you're in charge, not somebody else. So who must I be? Who must I become to do that? And then the final part, what are the standards? These are different than rules. And so standards are, for example, the one that I was talking about when eating. You know, one of my standards for healthy living is I have to feel good when I eat. And so that means if I don't feel good, that means I didn't meet my standard. Because as long as I keep and maintain my standards, I'm going to grow. So a standard for my relationship is to give my partner time to listen to my partner, to be empathetic and understanding to where they are, or at least appreciate. I may not understand or know. I think it's a fallacy to think that we understand our partner so well. No, let's appreciate our partner because we don't know what shoes they're walking in <clears throat> as much as they may share that with us. You know, appreciating simply where there are and hearing them. So these are the standards that I've established for myself in 2019 to really master them at the highest level. And that way I get to become that ultimate partner. So what are your standards? Your standards for your health, for your wealth? Oh, I got one for my wealth and that's safe. Save, 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 save. You know, too often I just spend Right, and just saving is that standard. And so, what are your standards in all the different categories of your life in relationships and friends and adventure and travel? And then, understand some of the rules you can also call these boundaries what's negotiable, what's not negotiable. But there's a big distinction about those tools, so be very careful how you apply them. But you, have, you do have rules for being happy. What does it take for you to be happy? What does it take for you to be angry? What does it take for you to be sad? Understanding what those rules are. And why not establish them in advance? And so be honest with yourself. See, if you have a rule right now that, that for anger that says, well, if somebody doesn't hear me, I'm going to be angry. Okay, great. It's good to know that rule. So finding flexibility in that rule. How can I change that rule 
so that I don't get angry. Now, there's one style that I don't quite agree with because it's hard to maintain. And that is when you make the rules so complicated or difficult to, to uh, fulfill, and then you're not going to be angry. Well, yeah, I mean, that. I guess that works. But what I find is, let me find a rule that in the case that this happens, you know, what's my rule of doing something different? So a rule is when somebody doesn't listen to me is for me just, okay, I'm going to get grounded. And I'm going to check in with myself. I'm going to breathe for 90 seconds and, and, and have an idea, okay, what's going on with this other person? Asking better questions. What's a better question that I can ask myself right now as to what's going on with this person? Because oftentimes people aren't listening to you. It's because there's something going on in their head. Okay. They're human too. So you have to give them permission. So what are the rules that you have in the present that don't serve you? If you like to be angry, okay, great. If, that, if you're an energy addict and that serves you, then you got some growing to do. That's just being honest. And so you're in charge of your thoughts. You're in charge of your brain. So therefore, you're in charge of your actions, your behavior, your responses. So it's incumbent upon you to decide for yourself what's really working for you, what's really true about this. Now, it may sound very easy. And you may decide, you know what, I ain't going to do any of this. Okay. Then 2019 will be planned for you. This is the hard work that we all need to do. We need to, to unleash the layers, remove the layers that prevent us from having the life by our own desire, by having the fulfillment, by having that happiness. You know, my life certainly isn't the way that I had thought it was going to be when I was 21 years old. I'm one of those fortunate people that had designed my entire life when I was about 21. And I could be really unhappy right now because I haven't achieved the things at the level that I thought I would. But guess what? I've achieved a lot of other things too. And choosing that emotional mastery, which is a key component in all of us, is allowing me to be happy and thrilled with what I'm doing and realizing that actually I'm just still getting started. Every day is a new start for me. And that's exciting for me because every day is a new opportunity. So again, you know, it's called learn optimism, what you get to focus on and what's possible in your life. And that's a choice. So what is it that you choose? And for that to be possible, I've done a lot of work and I've gotten a lot of help going to events, reading, reading books, getting coaches. And so there's this idea of what we call, you know, complete immersion. You go to events, you read the books, you do the conditioning and you get a coach. If you're listening to this and you don't have a coach, find one. It will dramatically change your life. Understanding that what coaching does, they, they're the ones that know how to ask you the right questions. They're not the ones telling you how to live your life. That's them projecting upon you 
how they should live their life. That doesn't work. You just simply have a different model of the world. But having a coach that understands how to tap into your greatness and believes in you more than you believe in yourself is the critical component. And you need this to do this work, to understand, you know, what the blocks are so that you can create that magic in your life. So standards, roles, and what do I need to give up? What is it that you need to give up? to make 2019 incredible. You've got to decide what that is. What are some of the things you're just going to have to let go that just are not going to work anymore? So some of the habits of winners. So I've gone over the time that I was allotted for this part. But here are the things. First of all, understand who's driving the bus, who's in charge. By what prescription are you living your life? Defining that prescription and, and, and coming up with a better one for yourself. Being accountable. Be responsible. You know, it's you. You can blame everybody else. If you're not happy in, in some sort of environment, you know, it's easy to blame and tell people, well, they did this wrong and this is what's wrong with that. You know, we see it all the time. We see it on TV. We see it in the news. Everywhere. <clears throat> you take responsibility for managing your life and creating your life with whatever's happening around you. Stop blaming. But be present. Be present in the moment. And if there's the best way to find out whether you're present is just ask yourself a question. Am I present right now? Get grounded. Feel a connection with the source. Because once we get our present, once we're grounded, then we can tap into some wonderful attributes within ourselves. And that's grace. And that's gratitude. Some of the habits that we can tap into. Be grateful. Learn to be grateful. So part of 2019, too, is how do you get to reward yourself? So part of your planning is making sure that you reward yourself in advance. And what I mean by that is when you hit certain milestones in 2019, you know, define what's your reward. That's another item that's going to get you excited. You know, whether it's buying a new car, buying a new home, buying a new book, you know, whatever that is for you, <coughs> giving yourself reward in advance, not afterwards. I don't think that's as powerful. You know, I was talking to my son the other day, and he's giving himself a whole bunch of rewards, but they weren't planned in advance, and they're not the same thing. That's just not being totally responsible. So as you look at 2019 as well, let me dial back a little bit in the future because we're going to talk about habits in a moment. But it's the tangible. It's who you are, who you become. And who do you become as a person? You know, what is it that you contribute? What are you going to contribute in 2019? What are you going to experience in 2019? What new relationships are you going to develop in 2019 who have you impacted and all, you're almost going to want to say in past tense like it already happened because you're wiring your body to say yes this is it this is happening it's done it's done in your head another thing that people like to do and i don't particularly do this one but it might work for you is what's your theme for 2019 is it writing a book 
Is it spirituality? Is it contribution? Is it travel? Some people like that. You know, what, what's the primary intention of 2019? Or is it growth? Building the business. So what I must do to win is finding that resourcefulness inside of you. That's the work that I suggest that you do. Make sure you get a coach. Maybe you need a new talent for 2019, a new skill. What about the level of mastery of what it is that you do already? Developing a new standard for yourself. And really understanding as you're outlining 2019, right, that you're already defining, okay, how you're going to show up. What needs to happen? We haven't done the how yet. This comes later, okay? How comes later? It's the beingness. Who you are comes first. New resources, new coach, new leverage. You know, what is that? How do you tap into other resources outside of you, including people, to help you get what it is that you want to get? What do you let go? What prevents understanding what's stopping you? <clears throat> what are limitations, perceived or real, that you're also going to want to let go? So some of the habits that <clears throat> is important for, for you to appreciate and new practices, as I like to call it. First of all, connecting with your purpose consistently, daily, envisioning the target and the purpose because that fires you up. That's going to give you the drive. <coughs> Organized planning, if that makes any sense. And what I mean by that is <clears throat> consistent planning. You know, people, for every, I think, what is it, minute that, that people, they did a study on this. For every minute that people plan, they save 10 in execution. So what is your planning? You got 168 hours every week. You know, there's a great book by Chad Cooper. You know, time isn't the problem. You are. It's all about how you schedule your time. If you don't schedule, somebody else will. So that's another part that I talk about is time blocks. What are the time blocks that you're assigning yourself? Probably something you've never done before. But I've got these time blocks of what energizes me, what excites me, what fills me up. You know, I love photography. I love to learn. So these two things, they, they just fire me up. And if I don't take the time to learn to read a book, you know, then I'm not as energized as I normally would be. So a time block for what energizes you. Time blocks for self-care. you got to take care of yourself. What is it that you're doing? Whether it's meditation, whether it's mindfulness, whether it's listening to music. You know, your body needs to re-energize its, its cells, its vibrations, so that it can tap into the healing aspects within self. You know, as we get older, as we deal with all these stresses, your body needs the time to heal itself. And not just with sleep and not just with proper nutrition and water, but it's that self-care. Maybe it's exercise for you. You know, maybe it's walking in the forest for you. But giving yourself time blocks to make sure that you do do that. I'm checking the time. We only have five minutes left. Boy, time has flown massive. So... It's self-care, it's personal growth, and my camera's out of focus, there we go. Uh, it's personal growth, it's spirituality, time block for spirituality, 
time block for abundance, contribution, connection. And here's one I like, learning about self. How do you learn more about you? What drives you? What motivates you? What stops you? It's that thing I was doing earlier and being in the present. So organized planning, scheduling, and here's the big one. Oftentimes, absolutely forgotten, right? You know, you have your New Year's resolutions at the one at, at the 31st uh, or the first, whatever it is, and most people check in at the end of the year. Well, that's way too late. You got to get feedback. Feedback is: Are things working the way they're supposed to be working? Are you getting the results? Are you on track to get the results that you want to get at the end of the year? So, the last part is some resources that you can tap into. So we talked about the past, we talked about the present, and we talked about the future. But what are some of the resources? And I always like it to say, what we don't know that we don't know that makes the difference. You know, those things that could help us. So reading for one, reading about any of these thought leaders, but what is it that they do so that they have the success in their life? What is it that you now can implement so that's one of the habits that you want to do. So constantly learning, constantly growing. Being grounded. So that's just being realistic, being honest with yourself, connecting with the truth, and um, being present. So really asking yourself, what's true right now? Gratitude, that's a huge one. Just being grateful. Gratitude is, is, is in, in essence, is saying yes to the universe. It's yes saying to the world. And what it does, it brings back more to you. So being grateful for the things that you take for granted, it's really important. Most successful people are just some of the most grateful people, and they're the most graceful. So where's your grace? That's another one. Um, don't complain. That doesn't really help. And let's focus on what's wrong. Now, what's wrong is always available to you, and so is what's right. And so by not staying focused on what's wrong, it's just taking away energy. It's focused on the problem. Focus on what's possible. Focus on the opportunity. Focus on the, the thrill of overcoming something, the excitement of using your brain, your creativity, to make a change and transformation to help you and other people. So stop complaining, right? That's just projecting onto the world outside of you what's wrong inside of you. I love that phrase. The people who are critical of ever, everyone else is really a, a display of who they are inside. So stop it. Stop telling the world what's wrong with you. You decide what's right and make that work. Daily affirmations. These are things that you can do on a regular basis. Telling yourself what's true. And believing it. Don't say and lie. You know, that's not going to help. That's actually going to work in a negative way. Just tell yourself what is working, what's true, what you want, who do you want to become, who do you want to be, what you envision. Two more things. Results, outcome, focus, day. Make sure that you have results and outcomes in mind versus a to-do list. And listen to your body. I have a lot of these things in my book. And so here's a quick promo for my book because I only have about 30 seconds left. But here's a promo for my book. It's 52 habits. And the whole idea with this is just take one or two or three habits every week and work on them. 
and see how that can change your life. Because I guarantee you, you start developing habits and getting the benefits from them, it will change your life. So your prescription from 2019, look at the past, check in with the present, and decide who you're going to become in 2019 and why. I'm Dr. Bart Rademacher, prescription for your transformation. Real people, real conversations, real success. Wishing you a delightful, happy new year of empowerment, of truth, introspection, and results. Thank you so much, and I'll be back next year. Thanks for listening to Dr. Rademacher's Prescription for Transformation. Join Dr. Barton Rademacher live right here on Radio Star Worldwide each week or on demand 24-7.